Hello, good evening, everybody. This is your boy, Pastor Santa Camo, and I'm with my co-host, my brother. What up, y'all? This is your co-host, Ricard G. Noel. Welcome you to the third season, um, episode 11 of The Real Word. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody that's been helping to push the movement. We are on our 11th episode of the third season. That's over 70-something episodes, man. And God is good, because without God, we would not have gotten this far. Shout out to everybody that supported our last episode. It did over 25,000 views on Facebook um, with just me and my brother. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting the YouTube. That's www.youtube backslash the real word um, TV. Shout out to everybody that's followed us on Instagram at the real word TV. And shout out to um, the Brick Network for having us on every Thursday at 4 p.m. on cable television. Check your local listings. But enough about us. We have a special guest today. What's your name, sir? Well, you got to use the mic, man. <laughs> my name is Richard Gerard. Shout out to Richard. Um, I know Richard from, um, we used to work together at a certain company. We're not going to shout them out because, you know, they're on the back end. So shout out, <laughs> so shout out to um, everybody that I met at that company. And shout out to Richard for coming up today. And shout out to my co Sanders. What up, Sanders? Pretty good. No complaints at all. So tell the people about yourself. Well, my name is Richard. I am a social altruist. That means I fight for people and everything about them. Mm. Um, like what? what Explain that to people, someone that would not know. Social justice, well-being, when we look at ourselves and we look at everything that's inside of us, there's things that make us feel good, there's things that make us feel bad, but most of the things that make us feel good is our well-being, mm. our health, our family, our environment, mm. our culture, the mm. people that are around us. Mm. So as a social altruist, what I look at is trying to make those things greater, increasing well-being and increasing healthiness. Wow. Yeah, and you've become some kind of like social activist over the past few, what, should I say months, years? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think I've been doing it for a long time. For what gives you the strength to do that? Because that's not an easy thing to do. It's kind of like you're, you're sort of like a martyr, right? Sort of like a martyr in that I look at, we should pay, everything we do, we should pay it forward. Mm. We should pay it forward. If we, I can't give Ricard the five bucks that I borrowed from him yesterday, I'll give it to Sanders. Sanders might need it for something. And it all got taken care of. Mm. When we do things every day, when we smile at somebody, when we open the door for somebody, mm. all those things, we do that. That makes us an activist. So mm. we fight for well-being, housing. You used to do that. Yeah, of course. Housing, food. I used to do that. I used to want to uh, work at a food co-op in Milwaukee, mm. and it was food. One of the one of the basic things that we all that we all fight for all the time is of course, food. Yeah. And here here in New York, it's hard to find a grocery store, and we always have to go into a deli. At least a good one, right? Right. Yeah. We always have to go into a deli, and if we, and if they if they don't have what they ha what they want, they all have the same thing. Mm. So we have to like food, food safety. Wow. wow. So let me ask you a good question. So you said that um, it's it's people fighting for food, and in what case, and how, how so? Because you know what situation that they're trying to fight for food in New York City? I'm just asking. Yeah. Oh, in, well, in New York we have like um, City Harvest. City Harvest, exactly. City Harvest um, has lots of food stands, and this summer they just started, were able to accept, um, or actually last summer they were able to accept food stamps, so you can get um, organic food at low cost at the City Harvest stations. That they usually set them up on Fridays all around the um, city. Um, that way, um, low cost. A lot, of, a lot of the times when we go into the store, when we buy a banana, I mean, it costs, 50 cents is not a lot of money. Yeah. Right. But that banana probably only costs like five cents. Okay. So mm. when we spend that 50 cents... It's actually free. Because I remember when I went to Belize, and people was basically climbing trees for like mangoes, bananas, coconuts, you name it. Like if you want it, you just tell a local island person, hey, I want that. And they climb in a tree and get it for you. Throw it down. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then we pay 50 cents for some guy in the corner store deli, act as if it's okay. We don't even go to the store. Bananas are 99 cents a pound in the summertime. Mm. So to buy six bananas probably costs only like 30 cents. Mm. In the summertime, in the wintertime, it might cost a dollar. Because mm. the prices go up. Yeah. Right? But still, 50 cents, we're not, we're not asserting ourselves. Mm. Why do you say that for we're not asserting ourselves? Because if you pay, 
that because they'll send he'll send you that banana for the for the snap coupon mm. for a dollar fifty cents. Mm. You could have bought two cans of beans for that, a whole bag of mar a rice for that dollar. I see. So why do you think sometimes it's like it's that? Because sometimes it's convenient. Mm -hmm. right? All right. So what do you think is the biggest social issue right now that's going on in the city of New York? The biggest social issue in the city of New York? Housing. Housing, yep. Housing. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest issues with housing is it's very hard to afford, right? Yes. And the city itself acts to raise the rent. Mm. They create subsidies, and they tell landlords that they'll pay a maximum of, let's give an amount of, for a, a person, a family of four, at one time it was $1,500. Mm -hmm. They'll tell the landlord, the family of four is only paying $1,200. They'll tell the landlord, hey, we'll pay you $1,500. He raises the rent to $1,500 right away. That's $300 increase in the rent. Exactly. On a subsidy. Like right now, the subsidies are paying 800 per room. So imagine you have three rooms, eight, 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 that's 24. So now a three bedroom is now 24, 25. So now it's 800 a room. Back in the days, you could get a room for $500, $600, $400. Now it's $800 because the city's paying 800. Right, and the city is the one that causes the rent to go up. It's not the landlord saying, oh, the market rate is go up because they settled that with rent stabilization. It's 2%. Yeah. So, but. But tell the landlord that you're going to pay him $1,500, only charging $1,200, and tell him that all you need is a lease, and you're not even going to question it. But now they get that tax ID form, so basically the city gets the money back at the end of the year through taxes. Uh, they get the money that they pay out, they charge it as income to the um, landlord. Yeah, exactly, which means you got to pay taxes mm -hmm. on it. They got to fill out a form where they got to pay taxes right. on it. And that's fine, but that's fine. They should pay taxes on it. So you think the biggest issue in regards to housing is the homeless issue or people maintaining their housing? I think it works both ways. I think all of them together probably. They all it comes to that right? whole well-being, yeah, the whole well-being, all of it together. Because like in NYCHA, we have all of a sudden, they still haven't appointed the, um, the state um, moderators mm -hmm. or the federal moderators mm -hmm. to, keep, to get red, let, rid of the lead. Yeah, there's a lot of repair issues in NYCHA, especially in the Bronx with that whole rat issue. They got the big rats. And us working in social services, we've known that for a while. You know, we mm -hmm. had to do home visits. That was part of the job. And right. the clients always complain about rats, in the, especially in the Bronx. And they had these big, huge, mutated rats that used to chew mm -hmm. through the, the walls, especially at NYCHA. Right, wow. chewing, chewing yeah. the walls up, chewing the walls up. People would have their dressers set up, and, and it would get chewed out. Would, My God. People would cry that it fell down. Because the rat ate the leg off. Yeah. That's crazy. And us working in social services and doing home visits, we always knew that NYCHA, they, they're, they're, hysteric, they're historically known for taking a long time to do repairs. Like mm -hmm. you put in a ticket. For those that don't know what repair NYCHA, you just don't call the super and they just show up the same day or the next day. You got to put in a ticket, wait till it reach you. And sometimes it can take a month sometimes. Sometimes it takes you going to court, or sometimes it takes you going calling three one over and over and over and over. There's people that's been waiting years for a repair from NYCHA. Mm -hmm. Like it was a woman, she she got so tired of doing repairs, waiting for repairs by NYCHA that she paid for the repairs out of her pocket, and she ended up putting a chandelier in her NYCHA apartment and carpet floors and everything. And she sued NYCHA in court for the money back to reimburse her for for the repairs. But she did it as in the fact that she wasn't paying her rent because she was using the money for a rent to repair the, the apartment that NYCHA didn't want to repair. So when NYCHA took her to court for not paying rent, she sued back for the repairs that she did. And they actually deduct the cost of repairs from their arrears. Excellent, excellent, excellent. But do not not pay your rent because they can still kick you out. Yeah, exactly. Question, do you feel like with the Blasio is really targeting this issue? No, I don't think any of them are. Because the subsidy, right now they're trying to like market a subsidy which they don't even know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, there were several subsidies. We, we had SEPs um, for single adult eviction prevention services. Then we had um, the FEST for the family eviction prevention services. Then they had the city FEST where the city came and put additional money on it. Now they, now they got 
city fabs, right. which is now they couldn't, and, and, and it had link for people living in community right. who, who who were in shelter, either the people shelter that, that exactly in any other place, exactly. Now mm -hmm. they consolidate all those vouchers into one voucher called city fabs, right. and it's like the city will try. The, the, the issue with the city vouchers is this. People don't want to take a security voucher, which basically is an IOU coupon, like, in case this person messes up your house, we're going to pay you a certain amount. Because landlords feel that sometimes they renege on it or they take a long time to give them their security. It's not like cash in hand where the person no, the person violates their lease and you got the security and you just keep it yourself. Yeah. And then on top of that, they feel like the city vouchers are not stable, which means at any time they could just get rid of them, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. what they did recently, and they just right, switched exactly. it over exactly. without telling right anyone. Without, yeah, they started to transition people from one subsidy to another, and now they have a subsidy which they say doesn't target stable um, subsidized rent. Doesn't, oh, I'm sorry. Doesn't, um, um, is only for rent, co rent control departments. In New York City, there's 25,000 rent control departments. There's one million stabilized rent apartments, so that means there's four pe four million people versus one million people that are actually going to get not helped mm. because they're just saying, "Oh, you live in a rent in a rent stabilized apartment? Well, we don't help you. Mm. That's not our subsidy. It's for." But the thing is, every day we see buildings go up. So what's the issue? Exactly. Every day buildings go up. The city is subsidizing. We're, people are crying about Google. But we subsidize the buildings go up on every other corner. Yeah, I've been seeing Google a lot in the city now. Mm -hmm. And then most of the buildings in the city in the Bronx, they're gentrifying half the west side, all of 170th Street, north of, west of Grand Concourse. Listen, why, why is it that they're playing unfair? Gentrification is going everywhere. It's not just no, New I, York. I didn't, I didn't say it was unfair. Yeah. I just said it was something that was happening. And then they're pretending that it's not happening. That is not happening. Because if we go over on 167th Street, just right from Morris, mm. brand new luxury or yeah, luxury condo building. Mm. Straight across Webster, we see Nitro apartments. So mm. What's going to happen? They're going to tell those people they have to move because they're going to either it's going to turn it into a co-op maybe mm. if they get lucky. Somewhere where Nitro in the Bronx. You know. If they get lucky, it'll turn into a co-op. And the people that are living there will be able to buy their apartments and live and stay there. But then they're the ones that are going to be responsible for the repair costs now. And it's going to be hard on them. Fix it. Yeah, before they buy it. Because a lot of them don't work anyways. Right. So okay. that's why it becomes unfair. So let me ask you a question. Do you think these um, social service not-for-profits are doing a good job in helping people with these issues? Um, well, the organization I work for does nothing to advocate for the tenants. Mm. So uh, they fill out application, rent subsidies, they answer questions, but they don't fight for the tenants' rights. They don't go to the DHCR and check to see if the landlord has been raising rent um, just, just because. Mm. A lot of landlords do do that. Mm. Um, so we don't fight, to, the first thing, I mean, yeah, the first thing to do would be like to check to see if Sanders' rent has gone up when it shouldn't. Maybe he shouldn't even be paying this much rent right now. Mm. Check that. Okay, Sanders fell behind. We can work on that. That's something else. But we don't. Hey, landlord is charging only twelve hundred bucks, so we're only going to pay him twelve hundred bucks. We're not going to let the city pay them fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. Raise the rent for everyone around us. Wow. They don't try to advocate for the people. They advocate for their pockets. But listen, de Blasio mm. had a history in regards to helping people, um, in regards to who live in, um, who had struggles paying for their rent. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He had a history of, of that, basically mm -hmm. giving people um, opportunity for affordable housing. Right. So was that part of his... But, okay, so then when we use the word affordable housing, we have to use it in the politically correct sense of the word. Okay. Because affordable housing doesn't mean housing that normal people can afford. It means it means affordable according affordable to your income. According to your income, right. If so your income falls within the guidelines of their building. Whatever the federal level of poverty level is, okay. that is 
Okay. So then, like, people that people that in the organization I work for right now, their their income is be two hundred percent below. Okay. The two hundred the federal poverty level. They're okay. cool. They live in basically off two twenty five a month. Mm -hmm. Two twenty five a month. Mm -hmm. So, you see, are, are these people working? No, most of the most time they're on the welfare. Welfare, SSI, SSD. Wow. Um, some might be working part time, but they have kids. They have um, disability. They they really can't work. So how? Oh, oh, yeah, oh those who have disability. That's understandable. Not all of them. Not some of them all. are like single mothers. You know, mm -hmm. low income, don't work. They live in NYCHA. When we say NYCHA, we're talking about projects for people at home that don't know what NYCHA wow. is. New York City Housing Authority. So my thing is that is there any way these organizations, these um organizations, help people who want to get out that system? No, 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 no. They don't help you to like empower yourself and get jobs and do things like that. No, they help you no. get on get on a subsidy so you can be more dependent upon the government. Even if they see you are, they see that you're progressive, that you want to work. If you make too much money, then you lose your subsidy, which means the only way that you could really afford your housing is if while you're on welfare for you to go to college and then pay off your your debt. But sometimes, like. I don't even think you can go to college sometimes by being on welfare because you got to go to the back-to-work program. Right. But yeah. some people get some an people, exempt. Some people get exempt and they're able to do that. And usually if they have a kid or something. Wow, like that. that's but interesting. Most people are, yeah, it's a way to maintain, maintain But 225 a month living in New York is, is not even enough. No. Yeah, but they get 225 not. cash, they get like 400 in food stamps, and their rent is only like $50. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's a way to keep you poor. That's why I call it a system. It's, mm -hmm. it's systematic. Mm -hmm. Systematic racism. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's real. Yeah, there's no, there's no empowerment. Absolutely no empowerment. No. That's and if they part do, of what I got into this organization for is because I thought I was going to be empowering people, helping them yeah. to like step up. Later on, like, oh, wow, thanks. Yeah, oh, I can do this now. Okay. It's not that. Wow. It's, hey, Sanders, so what are you doing? Okay, so sign here. Okay, awesome. Okay, so we'll see what happens. I'll let you know, okay? Thanks, Sander. Yeah, and say, for example, you help someone now, six or seven, eight months later, they're right back into the program. Because mm -hmm. nothing you did helped in part. There's no. a, there, I've, ha I've had a few clients where, yes, I've been able to like send them to FedCap, the vet friend that works at FedCap. Call up, hey, I got this kid. He wants to work. You know, he tried this, he tried that. Can you help him out? A few clients. Every once in a while, you get a few clients that you can help out that way. Yeah. But most of them, it's just, you know, they're in and out. They, they know the system better than you do. Yeah, it's a revolving That's door. And they know if they make too much, then they won't get that assistance. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like you're either being spoon-fed, breast-fed, or you're all in the wilderness by yourself. You either make it or you don't. Like, say, for example, me and him and you, we're in the wilderness by ourselves, as in we have no public assistance, no subsidy, no food stamps. We work, and if we don't work, then we're broke. So we're by ourselves. There's people that they grew up on a system. Their mother was on a system. Their grandmother was on a system. They inherited NYCHA apartment after NYCHA apartment. Like, they grew up in the house with their grandmother, their mother, and them. So their grandmother died, their mother's there, now they're there, now they have their kids. So it's like, this is the way of living, and this is what they see. So it's like, they don't know anything else. Yeah, what do they, what's that word they use when you get apartments? Succession rights. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an advantage if you were working, right? It would be nice uh -huh. to have your apartment so your family got to live in that apartment forever. Yeah. But if you're not working and you get succession rights, you're just... You're staying in the same apartment, and then NYCHA doesn't fix it, doesn't take care of the property building around you, and that's the city. The city doesn't do their work. Oh. And there's a lot going on with the city, even all the way down to the MTA. We were speaking about that earlier. Yeah, they, just, they just raised the price. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's but they have to raise the price of MTA because the MTA requires $29 billion worth of repairs. That's going to take 50 years to fix. And New York City only said that they they willing to pay two billion out of that twenty nine billion. So that leaves what twenty seven billion. And so far, the state has only committed, I believe, ten billion. So that leaves. Let me see what I said. When you say to fix what to fix up the the state the state the fix up the MTA the stations because the station hasn't been updated since they said nineteen eighty one or something. Okay. 
Yeah, so everything is old. They have a lot of signal issues. The trains are too small. Like, there's too much people in the city. So you know when there's train traffic or a rush hour, a lot of people try to fill up in the trains. And, and say, for example, the train is delayed by two minutes, it backs up every train that comes out. That's that. true, see? So, so that two minutes come four minutes, that four minutes come six That's minutes, a fact. six right. comes 12, right. and everything is backed up. And people trying to come in, people trying to come in, people trying to come in. And now the city has been so congested now that they got to get bigger trains now. Like, if you haven't been on the new L train, it's wider and bigger now. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to do. Just like how they got the bigger buses, they got the corner right. buses. Yeah. Well, Ford used to have the regular small bus. Yeah, facts. Got that big accordion bus. Yeah. Turns around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be scared of those Caliphate buses. Not the official. They burn comfortable. Actually, now um, the bus now you can charge your phone now. Yeah, they got Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting for um, the trains now to you know start. You could charge charging your phone too. I mean, that's gonna be soon. Yeah, why not? Yeah, my thing is that I've noticed that Japan. It's gonna cost though. It's gonna cost more, cause. The, the biggest thing is a lot of people, they feel like they can't afford it because a, a monthly metric card now is 121 So that's like a bill almost. So imagine you got all these bills, like now a metric card almost costs the same as a cell phone bill. $121 for a month. Yeah, so that's a bill. That's, that's, that's literally crazy. a bill. Yeah. So some people's like, oh, they feel like they're going to have to beg for money just to get on the train now because it got so expensive. And they got to raise the money because if they don't raise the prices of the tolls, then the MTA is going to be in even worse shape. Right now, the state controls the MTA. For those that don't know, the state controls the MTA. The, the state controls New York City subways. So the state has employed a private company called the MTA to run the subway station. So the MTA workers work for the state of New York, not for the city of New York. Wow. There's, a, there's 17 people appointed to the board of directors that runs the MTA. Um, the governor gets a total of six delegates that he could nominate to, to sit on there. The mayor gets four. Then the other counties, you know, Suffolk County, the other counties, yeah. and Long Island, they each get two. So that's two, four, six. So that's six, six, and 12 plus the four. That makes um, wow. how much? 17. Some 17. Mm -hmm. No, plus the one. Yeah, because they're one from one. Yeah, six and four is, six and four is 10 plus the six. So that's 16 plus the one from the, 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 the Washington counties, mm -hmm. that's one, that's 17. Wow. So basically, if the state got six delegates and the mayor only got four, right. they could easily outvote him. Mm -hmm. And then there's the two, four, six. If they vote even, it's the person with the one vote that's the tiebreaker. But it's basically whoever gets the most delegates, they get the most money. So the beef is saying that basically that the state is the one that's running the MTA, so the state should fix it, but they're saying that it's in the city, so the city should fix it. It's basically like the city's the landlord, right. but the state is leasing the MTA because the city was in debt, so they owed money, and the only way that they could keep the subways open was to give control of it to the state. Mm -hmm. So now the state is running it. So basically the state, think of it like this, you got a house, right? The house is, is breaking apart, it needs to get filled, so you rent the bottom part. Yeah. Now the bottom part is a store. That store is making more money than what the whole building is worth. Yeah. So you telling the store, yo, you making all this money, you gotta fix the first mm -hmm. floor. But they're like, like, no, we're not gonna fix the first floor. You the landlord, you all fix right. it. <laughs> like, but you got the money, so why don't you yeah, fix exactly. it? You're using it. Uh -huh. So that's where that's the beef is. Yeah. So basically, it's Cuomo versus um, De Blasio, and they're beefing about that. But the city, because now the city's saying that they're making a lot of money, they have access to four billion dollars, but they're only committing two billion, which is half to fix the subways, but the subways gonna cost 29 billion. So it's like, yo, like, there's 27 billion left to fix. Sounds like somebody's now projecting how much income they're gonna make. Or somebody's hiding money. Right. <laughs> I mean, 50 years from now, that would be all that money, right? That's crazy. We're gonna just, fix it. We're gonna just fix it now. Right, $2 billion who's, a year. Who's gonna fix it? Who's paying? I mean, whoever has the money. I mean, they have the money, so I mean. That's the beef. That's crazy, it's, it's greed. Mm -hmm. What else could it be? It's great. Shout to Marcia Lewis. She said good night, guys. Good night. Yo, Eric, you never got back to me, bro. What happened? Let me know what's going on, bro. You told me you were going to get back to me. You never got back to me on Friday. What happened? Shout to everybody watching. Shout Let to me know what's viewers. going on. That's interesting. Why I learn something every day. Yeah, man. I was reading through that. So I, I wanted to ask you. So you feel like de Blasio, like if you would give a grade for de Blasio, what would you give him? And why? And with Cuomo as well. Why you like Cuomo, Paul? I don't really like Cuomo. I just, you know, you know, this, this he was to run. Bad taste in my mouth. That's all it was. 
I mean, I heard his father was good. Mm-mm. I don't know. De Blasio was only good because he was in everybody's face. Okay. Yeah, he, he was, was like always, the people's champ. Right. He was always, 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 always in everybody's face about what was going on. It's easy to talk and get things in the water. With, with de Blasio. Right. He's right down to earth. Right. Okay. But, but then he was letting things go by all the time. What do you mean letting things go by? NYCHA. Okay. Well, he was soft. MTA. Okay, okay. Um, the streets, city streets, we didn't start getting those fixed until like last year. Some people saying right. that like he's too liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, Eric, you owe me a phone call, bro. Like seriously, bro. Like seriously, we can't be wasting time, man. It's one thing to be like mm. fighting, championing the people's causes, but you gotta like make it happen. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Speaking of it. speaking of that, and the company that we used to work for. That's crazy. I actually met the mayor while working for the company that we used to work for. Um, and during that time, I spoke on behalf of the entire company in regards to the job that we do and how we help people in regards to the homelessness population. And at, and at that point, there was a huge homeless population um, problem, and it, still, and it still is. And that's when um, the Department of Homeless Services merged with um, HRA, Human Resource Administration. They made the Department of Social Services. Mm-hmm. So I guess they felt that if they combined together, then they could help each other. And that's where all these subsidies is coming from, the Department of Social Services. And the mayor put that into action, where he's tackling homelessness. But still, some people feel like he's still soft in regards to certain issues. Um, I know that he went hard for the whole traffic, the the um, Vision Zero initiative, Vision Zero, right. and they chopping up the streets, and a lot of people are upset because they said that it's causing more traffic, but let, but there is less death. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are upset with the mayor in regards to that traffic issue. But there is less death, though. That's a key word. That's important. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's, what, that's what counts at the end of the day. Um, but you know, New Yorkers, they only care about themselves. I can ride my bike down Grand Concourse, and I don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they have a lot of bike lanes now, right? Yeah, facts. There's something wrong with that. Um, I wanted to ask, um, do you think um, Cuomo, you know, wants to run? You know that, right, for president as well? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to let you know that to put it out there. They said that's one of the reasons why he's slowing down on MTA because he's trying to get promoted to another job. Yeah, yeah. But they said this MTA situation will make or break him. Yeah, yeah. So I know he wants to run. So do you think there's a possibility he could, you know? Kicking the door? Well, I mean, Trump won, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess anything's possible. Anything that's possible. Fact, anything fact. Is possible yeah. in that then. But yeah, I mean, if the MTA is one of those bills that's holding all, that's over your head, okay, and you didn't pay and you just walked out on. Do you feel like Michael Bloomberg was better than De Blasio? Bloomberg was Bloomberg was the one that said that people aren't homeless because they're in shelters, wasn't it? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I think he's the one that said, "Oh, they're not homeless because they're in shelters." Probably. You think so? I think Bloomberg and Giuliani were not good for people of our color. I believe Bloomberg did himself a service where his salary as mayor was only $1 million, but he became the richest person in New York during that time. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, he looked out for himself. That's why you see a lot of buildings went up, a lot of skyscrapers. You see Bloomberg. His company basically counts the money that's coming into New York. It's, It's similar to Ford. I mean, Forbes. And they sell a software that calculates the stock market and companies and the incomes of companies. And basically, that's what they do. They count other people's money and see how the market is looking and what goods to invest in and things wow. of that nature. And that's how he makes his money. So, of course, him being the mayor, having that inside information or being able to let certain permits go through, he made the connections for his own company to build it after he left office. But basically, he was like a dictator of New York. He changed... He, he was mayor for basically like what ten years or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some ridiculousness. He changed the rules just to be mayor for longer, and people were okay with it because he was paying the right people. That's true. That's true. And Giuliani wasn't good for us because he yeah, gave us he, he he started that stop and frisk, yeah. you know, and and that put a lot yeah. of black men in jail. A lot of black men in jail. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wow. Interesting. Um. Well, there's, there's different topics to talk about. Um, one topic that I saw on the internet the other day was a situation talking about, um, I believe, I'm going to tell his name right now. I think his name is uh, Jacque. He basically... Jacque? Yeah. Talking about the R&B singer? Yeah, yeah. He basically said that he's the king of R&B. And Tyrese went in. <laughs> Tank went in. <laughs> Pleasure B went in. <laughs> Pleasure P. <laughs> Pleasure P went in. Um, um, 
And I wanted to get your thoughts about that. I mean, is he, is he the king of R&B? I don't think he's the king of R&B. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Of course no. not. I don't think he's the king of R&B. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there for sure. No, <laughs> yeah. no but I think he, he just said that for attention and it worked. You know? You think so? Yeah, Cloud Chaser. He knows he's not. What has he done? I don't even think he put yeah. out a full album yet. Facts. I don't even think he ever went platinum yet. I don't yeah. think he ever did a full tour yet. So come on. Yeah, because there's a lot of better he, artists in him. He haven't even did a scream tour. Come on. He, 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 he's a lot of yeah. Just chill out. He signed to Birdman, so he's trying to bring cash money back to life. He needs to chill out somewhere. Facts. He's trying to bring cash money records back to life? Yeah, Jacquees. <laughs> um, Rich Homie Quan put Jacquees on. And Rich Homie Kwan only fell off because of his label situation that backed up his things. And Rich Homie Kwan has, has platinum plaques for like three songs, I believe. Um, my nigga, my nigga, my nigga, um, um, some type of way. And that ooh, 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 ooh. That's what's hard. Yeah. But Jacquees ain't got no platinum plaques. That's a fact. Yeah, not Cash Money Records is not, that's not, that's not their music. Yeah. Is it the music? Where is he going to get the artist to fill it? Who's talking about who? Under the Wayne? For Cash Money Records. Um, I guess. We're talking about hard rap. Yeah. No, but, but they produce great artists. For example, they, 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 mm -hmm. they, they, they promoted Drake. No, but I think what he's saying is Cash Money does not really promote R&B music. No, no, it doesn't. Usually hip hop. Yeah. They rap, hip hop. Rap. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. So for him to say that, it just doesn't make sense. But he's just, he just looking to start a conversation. He's trying to make himself relevant. Mm. He's trying to stay in the news. He builds clout. Because attention, nowadays, attention is worth more than dollars. Because they said that basically, like, a perfect example is YouTube. Like, Leo Cohen was saying basically that you pay by watching now. Just like streaming, you pay by listening. It's based on how many times your song is played or mm -hmm. how many times your movie is watched. That's how much times you get paid. Mercy. Yeah, you don't get paid by dollars no definitely, more. I mean, definitely, definitely. You, you, you get paid with dollars, but right, right. they more so looking for viewership. So 23,000 views. So what do you think, how, how, how much, like, viewership you know so yeah, attention i think the millions honestly that's crazy or if we're doing a hundred hundreds of thousands on the regular like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand on the regular then we're making noise you know we still at i don't want to say we're still at the bottom but we're still building traction because remember when we first used to get a thousand views yeah first those used to be hype <laughs> yeah 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 but now it's like it's like crazy like i mean last week was like just 23,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Just, yeah. But we still working, man. Mm -hmm. Now we got to focus on 50,000. Then from 50, we get to 100. Yeah. 100, we double 200. And then eventually, if we get like 500,000, a million, then we go viral. Then we could get, you know, producer credits. And that's when the money going to start coming in, you know? That's real. got to hustle. The people got to share it. People got to like it. Show no, their definitely, friends. Definitely. Let them know, you know? That's like real. That. That's real. Mm-hmm. You you heard about that six nine situation recently about yeah. how they have a video of, of, of them committing a robbery because six nine recorded it. But you know what's so crazy? Um, my man Ch Punch said a couple of things. He said a lot, a lot of things you need to believe, mm -hmm. and also to DJ Academics is, is is destroying the culture, um, tremendously in regards to getting um talking about situations that he don't know about. So he's snitching, you saying? Yeah, he's not from the streets. You know nothing about the streets. That's why a lot of rappers. I was getting on him and everything like that. But a lot of these rappers are not from the streets neither. No, I mean, like, like, which rappers, like, I mean, I know Drake is not from the street. Like, which rappers not from the streets? A lot of them. Like, like who? A lot of them are faking. All right, a perfect example. You, you remember Ja Rule. His whole career was he was a gangster, he was a gangster. And then 50 came out and was like, you was none out but gangster, you was a Jehovah Witness. You soft, this and that. Oh, you make songs for girls and they destroyed his whole career. Okay. So sometimes that happens. You create a whole false persona. Then someone that knows you know you come up in and expose you. That happens all the time. Mm, I hear you, I hear you. But um but Takashi wasn't street, he just had a bunch of street dudes around him. That's a fact, that's a fact. That's yeah, a fact. A lot and, of um, people do that. What, too. What, 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 what Punch said was um he said that um, you know, I mean from what he's saying that you know, it's not a situation where, you know, guys really want to threaten his life. It's 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 you know, I mean they're not really coming at him like that. It's really the 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 system and everything. And um I mean I believe that Takashi's gonna come out. Mm. I don't know about the others, but I think you know Takashi's definitely gonna come out and everything like that mm. real soon. Mm. So it's gonna cost him a lot, though. Yeah, it is. It is. I personally, I know that for a fact he doesn't want to. He don't want to. Um, he doesn't want to take the plea deal. You know what I'm saying? What's so, the plea right now? Well, I don't know what it is exactly, mm. but it's off the table. But he wants to go for trial. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I mean. 
Good hey, luck. good luck, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, once you don't be trial, you're doing football numbers, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What you guys think about... Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 exactly. man. It's real, man. What do you guys think about um, Kim Kardashian recently opened up about um, her ecstasy use? She said she used to do ecstasy. Um, during the sex tape with Ray J, she was high on ecstasy. And that it was her mother that told her to stop taking ecstasy. What do you think about that? Do you think she was brave for sharing that or she's just looking for more attention? I commend her for what she's doing in regards to her being transparent. But these people are rich, man. They're ultra rich. They're making money. Um, I know little things they do here and there, but I, I really, you know, I'm not really too hype about the, the Kardashians and everything like that. I feel like they fed off, um, um, they fed off um, their father, who was a, a prominent lawyer, and um, you know what I'm saying? But I really, I'm not really too hype about them, to be honest with you, you feel me? I feel like they, they exploit, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like they shouldn't even be out there, out there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of rich, there's, there's a lot of people that are rich, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But, but they're like, rather be listening to, watching, yeah, 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 exactly, doing or actually doing something yeah. for the community, you know what I'm saying? I feel like they're just damaging yeah. the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not knocking them, like, you know, you're making your money, you're rich. But she got that one lady out of jail. No, I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm. I think she's doing this, it's phenomenal in regards mm-hmm. to what she's doing, but like I said, I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? If you have power, should be using your power right. to doing good. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some people they're upset because they feel like they flaunt their wealth a lot. Like, but they did help. Like in a sense, when they had the California wildfires, they hired a, a team of private firefighters to you know um, fight the fire, which they were trying to protect their house. But in the process, they saved a lot of other homes Facts. as well. And people felt like, oh, they're just showing off their money. They hired their own private firefighters, and then after that, they. They ran a whole Boeing um, jet that could fit like what? Like they feel like 100, 200 people mm-hmm. or 300 people just for them. Yeah. He was like, oh, they're still showing off their their wealth. Honestly, I was listening to T.D. Jakes today. He was talking to um, Charlemagne. And Charlemagne was like how oftentimes when he does things great or when he throws a concert or um, he has an event, he sees all these people show up and he feels like he doesn't deserve it. And I feel that way too sometimes. I'm surprised at the people that pop out, the people that support the people that, you know, come to my sermons or even support the things that we do. I'm like, wow, what did we do to deserve this? But then T.D. Jake said that, like, when God blesses you, it's best to accept it because if you keep denying it, you keep pushing it away, eventually you're going to lose it, either because you're going to um, self-sabotage yourself and yeah. you're going to lose it, or you're going to wish bad on yourself and then you're going to end up losing it too. Mm-hmm. So it's best to just accept the blessing because none of us really deserve the blessings, but because God is so good, yep. he allows us to accept those blessings, yep. and he blesses us because he's a good God. So that's basically what he was trying to say, you know, and I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, mm-hmm. and they're blessed, you know. That's a fact. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I ain't gonna lie. I wish I had a type of money. Not facts. <laughs> I, mean, I just feel like, you know, when, you, when you're, when you're, when you have that type of money, I just feel like, you know, like, for example, like Akon, he's, he's a, he's a billionaire, mm. you know what I'm saying? But look, he's doing good across the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they went to Africa, Kanye and Kim Kardashian. What, what did they do when they went to Africa? Did they gave white Yeezys to the kids in Africa? Man, come on, man. He's <laughs> talking about, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's about doing the greater good. You know what I'm saying? You know, your, your place in position of power is to do good. You know what I'm saying? So what would you do? If you was I would help people. If you was in their power, what would be one of the first things you'd do? Um, well, like I said, the diaper tour would be my first thing I would do. I would want to do that. Explain to people what the diaper tour is. Well, like I said, there's a lot of mothers out here who are struggling in the community who don't really have the funds to buying um, needs for their babies. And um, I think diapers, I know that diapers are very expensive. They cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you could give a mother... Um, like two months worth of diapers that's a lot that's a lot it's a lot so i think that's yeah yeah i think that's something you know what i'm saying yeah um and whoever comes first comes first get you know what i'm saying so um, I, be- I, be- I, be- I believe that um also too like their basic needs like for like places in haiti like you know internationally for example um kids don't have laptops for us laptops are nothing Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It would be an honor just to send, you know, these young people at least 60,000 or 70,000 laptops. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're giving laptops away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, 
different needs that are out there that we can meet in regards to helping people and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, um, allowing, you know, a town like, you know, talking to the government, eventually you're gonna talk to the government and just, you know, building lights. Cause there's places across the world that just don't have lights. You know what I'm saying? 24 to 24, like Haiti. Fine. So yeah, I just wanna just do things like that. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with, you know, going out, drinking, having a good time, going to your favorite. Um, oh, actually I wanna give a shout out to this Indian couple. They just paid Beyonce a lot of money. There was no estimation exactly. Probably a million dollars. Yeah, exactly, to come and um, perform for their wedding. Like, you know, nothing wrong, you know what I'm saying? Going out, buying all the sneakers that you want, all the jeans that you want, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time too, you wanna be able to help your community and help people who wanna get out their situation and give them an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Be like, hey young man, you, you, you're brilliant, you're talented. You want to work, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to sponsor you. I want to, I want to make an investment in you. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you know, going around and who's sleeping with what and this is sleeping with who. It's like, it's, it's just dumb to me. You know what I'm saying? Just does, does dumb, dumb to me. You know what I'm saying? You know, so. What about you, Richard? If you was that rich, what would you, you know? do? Wow. If I was that rich. Um, Use the mic, the mic. Oh, if I, well, if I guess I would want. I probably want to do the same kind of thing as just help families out. Um, I think education, schooling is very important. I know in Costa Rica, um, even like with a lot of my clients, um, a lot of older clients, third grade, fourth grade is the highest that they've gone to school. Mm. And um, in Latin American countries, that is fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade. A lot of us now are going into high school. Yeah. Yay! Graduating, going into college. Yeah. Um, but schooling, education, just simple things like technology, having a phone. My mom, she doesn't have any idea how to use a phone other than to yeah. press the red button to answer it. You mean the green button? The green button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The green button. The red button. The red button hangs up. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Um, clothing is always a necessity. Yep. Um, food. Food. It's always a necessity too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, those kind of things. A bicycle, I would love to um, give away bicycles. I think if, I mean, cars really, cars scare me. Cars. No, that, that, that's something. But bicycles? Yeah, yeah, that's a need. You could pass those out. That's a need. You get to work back and forth. Yeah, that's a need. That's something. a need. I that's I, a need. I go, I go wash my clothes on my, on my bike, so. That's a need. That's a need. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like that's, that's what it's about. You know, like there's a lot of problems in the world that can be solved. You know what I'm saying? Like poverty can be solved. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, there was a, a, a billionaire who talked about that. You know what I'm saying? You can still help people in uh, poverty situations and not lose a dime from what you're doing and everything oh, like that. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, there, there's man-made problems that are problems that it could be solved by man-made solutions and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like um, greed is, is the problem. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm not against, like I said, you know, I want to just be clear. I'm not against about getting gold chains, getting gold watches, mm -hmm. going out having a good time, mm -hmm. supporting your favorite artists. I'm not against that no. at all because there's a time for everything. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of needs um, that needs to be met in there's the world. Need that can be you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially in, in Brooklyn, Brooklyn alone, the Bronx. I mean, you see it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, people are talented, people are gifted. Yes. You know what I'm saying? People just yes. need opportunity you know what i'm saying right. and i'm just saying man i mean i don't have time that's why i i i i, I love um remy bond her husband you know you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um, they promote um they promote they promote they, they, huh they have time yeah 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 no 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 no, no. but they but they get back right they no, get back they, they have the time to do it yeah 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 you know what i'm saying they're making money in this trap where we got to work 24 hours exactly today. exactly and a little bit we try to do yeah that we get to do yep Almost seems like it's not enough every day. That's true, guys. Um, this comes from international news, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they said in the month of November in South Sudan, over 125 women and girls were raped, according to Doctors Without Borders. It seems like there's a um, horrific spike in the rape, and I guess they're using it as a weapon out there, and that's sad. Like, what do you guys think of that? Like, because we know rape has been a tool of war and intimidation for years. Um, what a lot of people don't know is um, during World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, any war you ever seen, um, one of the tools that they use is rape, and that's including um, 
soldiers in our army, they have gone over and raped other women in countries too. Facts. This is documented information. Um, even during the war, World Two, after World War Two was over, America they occupied Japan for a couple of years, and they were raping so much women that Japan set up a whole agency called the Comfort Agency um, to supply the U.S. soldiers with prostitutes so that they could sleep, so they could stop um, defiling their women. Because you know, in Japan, they they're very heavy about respect and mm -hmm. you know courtesy and things of that wow. nature. So they hired um, a whole comfort department they called it to comfort these soldiers so they could stop raping the women but it was so bad because there was such a spread of syphilis and gonorrhea and other STDs that they had to shut it down and they didn't stop and this was a regular thing up until um, the United Nations I believe they placed in a law which means that you could be um, trod up to death for doing that as a war crime mm -hmm. um, but in countries like Sudan obviously it's still going on so what's your guys thoughts on that? It's a sad situation. It's a really sad situation. It shouldn't happen. And like I said, you know, we have to fight f more for women's rights. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, Maybe one of those women is a mother. A ex exactly. It could a be a cousin. And exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, yeah. the president's not a, it's not a, it's not a good armor bearer to, to be speaking in the behalf of women who are hurting and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. They're saying rape has widely been used as a weapon in South Sudan. Um, there was a civil war that lasted five years where nearly 400,000 people were killed. Man. And um, there's a growing number of sexual assaults. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy. We have a lot of work to do, man. Absolutely. We have a lot of work to do. Would you be comfortable going to a place like Sudan? To, oh. do, to do the work? Yeah. Um, I would have to have security. <laughs> but yeah, we have a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do, man. So what do you guys feel about this whole... Um, because I know women, they deal with a lot, and that's kind of a big issue right now in the U.S. with the whole Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. And um, when we see serious cases like this in Sudan, where it's like very, very serious, and we see how sometimes in America, how it's taken almost like a joke at times, where women like, oh, this guy said something provocatively sexy to me I'm, 10 years ago, I'm suing today. Or they're like, oh, this guy brushed past me five years ago, and I'm feeling the way today, and I want to sue. But it's women that's getting pulled into the bushes and be in club by 10, 20, 15 men, and they're scared to death, their body don't feel the same, right. and where's the voice for them? What, where's their me too, you know? Mm -hmm. Does anyone care? Man, they should care. They should care, you know what I'm saying? Um, Go ahead. And don't we, and, and the United States, we are a, a country that allows people that are victims of sexual war crimes to mm -hmm. be refugees here, so that we have a lot of refugees here from all over the world. I'm sure most of them, like we've already discussed, we are the engenderers of that violence in the world. Yeah. And then these people end up having to come here yeah. after we poke them over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, the United States is a, besides men being men. A lot of work to do. Rude mm -hmm. to women all the time. That's true. The United States is the largest yeah. contributor to all these crimes. That's right, that's world. right. I want to also um, piggyback up to something else too. Um, there was a situation that happened in regards to um, this year for rap, for hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, they said that just this year alone, we've lost 26 rappers that were killed wow. through drugs and killing. Wow. Um, and, and, and everybody talking about Offset and Cardi B breaking up and Nicki Minaj being a child molester and having no um, Grammy nominations. So Yeah, so but um, a lot of, a lot of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why they don't say if you're a rapper, move out your neighborhood because it's it'd be people that know you or people closer to you that's the ones that's, that's you know, jealous and envious and they hate it on you and they want to take you out the game. That's you know, sometimes you just gotta leave. Um, I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with Yalo Beezy. Yalo Beezy, he's from um Dallas, um, Texas, and he was a rapper and he went to a strip club that he wasn't supposed to go to. And on his way home, he was driving home, they shot at him, I think, like 25 times. Did that right? No, I think like eight bullets hit him. One bullet went in, came out. A few bullets came he out. Survived. Yeah, yeah, he survived. Surprisingly, so thank God for that. Hey, but what he said about the situation? He was saying that a lot of rappers were telling him to move, like Kevin Gates, um, Lil Bootsy, a lot of those other rappers. Like, yo, you gotta leave Dallas. Like right now, you're making too much money. You a target. Like even some of us, you know, like me, I grew up in Canarsie. Uh, when I came to America from Haiti, I lived in Bushwick. Then I grew up to Canarsie. I grew up in Canarsie, you know. 
I'm living the life I did. Like, I had friends in Kanasi, I had enemies in Kanasi, but I knew once I had to raise my family, I had to get up out Kanasi. <laughs> you know, I still stopped by, but sometimes you just gotta move different, you know? Do you feel like rappers who give back to the community, do you feel like they get targeted or no? What do you think? Um, I, I would say... Go ahead, Richard, answer it. No, they give back? Yeah, give back. Yeah. No, I don't think rappers that give back. I think rappers that go and try to front yeah, and then put on a show and yeah. they act like they're giving back. Okay, okay. They get targeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone sees that their generosity is not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yes. Okay, okay, okay. That's real. That's what I was about to say. I think, um, because cause I know Brother Polite be going to the 90s all the time. Okay. And, and what has he given back to the 90s? Um, what, what I know for a fact is that he's always giving people... From my knowledge of what I see, I feel like he's genuine and he's very caring. Um, I know that he's always motivating, you know, um, brothers or sisters to, to be better in a holistic form of way. Um, that's giving back in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So he, for Thanksgiving, what he did? I don't know. For Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, what I don't know. <laughs> but all I know is that in regards to holistically... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, giving back is, is you could do, you could, you could give back in different, yeah. in different ways, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He gives back knowledge. I could knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Give back knowledge. But he could give back physical things. Too. I understand. I mean, it's, it's all on his, um, his choice, you know what I'm saying? Not every, everybody's different. Last it, time I spoke to him, he was saying he wanted to open up um, um, bookstores in Crown Heights yeah. where people could come in and they could um, rent books and buy books and also receive um, holistic knowledge and things of that nature. Yeah. They could, they could buy herbs and stuff of that nature. That's something that he was talking to me about when I spoke to him um, a couple months ago. I haven't spoken to him since, so I don't know what's the status of that. But he was talking about <laughs> he wants to get into business yeah. in regards to that. Yeah. I'm just telling you how it is, man. It is what it is. Like I said, to each his own. But in regards to, like, I know knowledge and just awareness, I know that that's how, that's how he gives back. You feel what I'm saying? So... You know what I'm saying, and I, I can't knock him. I can't knock him for that. You know what I'm saying. I know people get they get on him because he left the neighborhood. They feel like he should be doing more. That's something that he has to face himself. You know what I'm saying. So I can't. I can't speak of other people, but I know for a fact that every time I see him, it's always love. It's always respect. Um, I'm not asking for no handouts, um, but I, I I respect that he's always you know. Um, giving people knowledge, how to make money, how to you know have equity, all that. He's always talking about that. So everybody has their own has their own calling. You feel what I'm saying? So let me ask you a question, right? You see how we talk? We got a talk show, and we talk as in we preach in the church, but we also have hands on the ground, boots on the ground. I'm sure that if you were just talking, 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 people wouldn't respect it as much as no. That's a fact. Putting in work. That's a fact. That's a fact. I agree. I agree. Like I said, I can't. I can't speak for individuals. Like I said, everybody, everybody has a choice to make in their in in in. in, in everybody has a choice to make in regards to themselves. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak for people. I can only speak for what I do, and I can speak. For you. you can speak for what you do. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a great job. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. But like I said, too, I, I, I could only job. speak for that. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, I mean, it is it is what it is. You feel me? Um, some some guys, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, you know, throwing shade to him. Some guys forget where they come from. Some people just become rich and they just rich leave <laughs> everything. You know what I'm saying? Leave everything because they know what the environment is. You know what I'm saying? But I think the reason why I know the reason why he comes back a lot is because of the main factor that, like I said, you know, he's always showing love to the guys. He's always empowering the guys to be better and everything like that, and 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 motivating them and everything like that. Like I said, everybody has their own lane. You know what I'm saying? But people get rich and switch, or they get money and act funny. I think it's I think it's I think it's I think it's, I think it's both. I think it's both. You know what I'm saying? So God willing, that doesn't happen to us. I, I don't think so. I don't think so because. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even have it like, I mean, we don't have it like that, mm. and, and, and the heart is right, you know what I'm saying, and I know when I was in college and I was making a little bit more extra money, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I love to see a person's, I love to see a person smile, I love to give person, people hope, I love to touch people, you know what I'm saying? Um, hey, be careful with touching people. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love to do that. So I love to help people, love to build people, 
love to inspire people, love to motivate people. I love, you know, especially when I make my Sunday calls, you know, people tell me that the good things that I'm doing and just keep doing that. Just don't forget, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, don't let nobody abuse what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing to, to, to give it back to the community, you know what I'm saying? But I know that for him, that's, that's his thing. His thing is motivating, helping brothers, you know what I'm saying? So talking. Tariq has, Tariq has his own thing too. Tariq Nashad has his own thing. He focuses on so Black Apartment do documentary. If he's trying to, okay, yeah, his videos on YouTube is for free. But at the same time, if you want personal um, chats with him, it's about, about $200 an hour, I heard. Who's that? With Brother Polite from to give you one-on-one -on -one knowledge. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, like I said, to each his own. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't speak for another man. I can only speak for what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, I know for that he's respected because back in the day he used to put in work um, in the streets and, you know, he turned his life around and he found a situation um, with building the women that he's around, his wives, you know what I'm saying? Which is a smart, I think that's beautiful. It's like a lion concept with lioness. That makes that. That's that's correct. Lionesses. Hi guys. Enough about. No 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 See nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's successful in what he does, and I'm not knocking another black man of 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 him attaining that. You know what I'm saying? I just would recommend that you know what I'm saying that any person in their community, when you when you when you um, attain success, you know what I'm saying, um, that you know it's more than just talk. You just give back. You know what I'm saying? Any way that you can. You know what exactly. I'm saying? But if you want to give back to the real word, that's www.gofundme.com backslash the real word. That's www.gofundme backslash the real word. You could at Brother Polite and tell him to donate to the real word. He was supposed to work with us, but you know, we haven't heard from him. Well, I haven't heard from him. So it is what it is. But enough about him, or well, he's going to have to cut the check because this is free promo for him. Um, Richard, any closing thoughts you would like to say? No, I'm really happy that I got to come by here. I'm really happy I got to come by here. Um, surprise. Thank you very much. Um, had a good time. Mm. Any closing words? Um, no? No. I wish everybody well during the holidays. Christmas is coming and New Year's is coming and we all have our minds set on all kinds of other things that are going to happen. Just live day to day and just remember that we've got today. Yesterday already passed, and if tomorrow comes, it's all good. If not, we're right here, right now. Hmm. Now, actually, my friend, to keep finding a good fight, man. I know it's not an easy fight, but somebody has to do it, and I thank you for doing it. Well, thank you, Ricardo. Thank you for doing it. You, <laughs> you cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Sanders, closing thoughts? Man, it was good to be here tonight, as always. It's an honor. All right, um... Shout out to Buju Bantan. He got released after nine years. He's another one that got caught up in that conspiracy charge. You know, he, he did nine years for just talking too much, bragging about selling dope. You know, he was the Jamaican Rick Ross. He just got caught. Um, shout out to <laughs> shout out to my cousin Henry. Um, his documentary debuted Sunday in Orlando. Shout out to Henry. Um, he got great reviews. A lot of my family members popped out. My deepest apologies for not being able to pop out, man. Um, Rest in peace to my cousin Kimberly um, Verdu, man. She lost her life at 26, and that's just a wake-up call for a lot of you guys to appreciate life. You know, love one another while they're here. Don't hold grudges, you know. Funerals don't count. Spread love now. You already know. Just show love to the people while they're alive. Make sure you get checked regularly by a doctor, and that's about it, man. Just hold your head. Stay positive. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Sanders, close us. What Father, we thank you for what you're about to do through us and for us. Keep us in your love. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen, guys. So we Peace. see you next week. Um, you can holler at us. Um, the email is therealworldtv at gmail.com. That's therealworldtv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, um, suggestions, or if you want to come on the show, you can email us at therealworldtv at gmail.com. Subscribe to the YouTube, www.youtube.com backslash therealword. 
That's youtube.com backslash the real word. We on TV every Thursday at 4 p.m. on the Brick Network. Check your local listings on Spectrum, Verizon, and Optimum. And we on Facebook Live every Monday at 7.30, 8 o'clock around that time. And we on IG at The Real World TV. So take care, people. Good night.